This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Oh, I think this one's a good one today. This is oh, fun. Oh my goodness, it was heartwarming, fun, heartwarming, and some really lovely comments. Lovely from you comments, guys. yeah, yeah, and, and some actually very heart wrenching ones. Actually, but really, I mean, pets are so important. Well done, Mark, for thinking of this, yeah. this as a discussion. And that's, that's... Chi Chi agreeing. Oh, she's right. Oh, you're right there, Chi Chi. That's she's our cockapoo. Got... We talk a lot about you, Chi Chi, and yeah. Toffee today. So, and, uh, enjoy. Sit back and, and share and have a think about your memories of your lovely mm. pets. Welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. And actually, Mark came back from the park the other day, all fired up about what we're going to talk about today. No, well, I just thought to myself, we often talk about really heavy subjects, really deep, meaningful. We probably go on a bit, but it's all very earnest. It's all very, oh, my God. And it's all very, Tearing oh. ourselves to pieces. You and know what it's know, like it's, being a parent. Oh, and we go through, <laughs> oh. And, and then I thought, why don't we just do a, a slightly light-hearted one? But light-hearted, strangely underpinned with some seriousness, too, because I was walking the dogs and I was thinking about the fact that I was walking the dogs and how most of the time I walk the dogs now, though you used to a lot more. And but one thing, one one part of the household that doesn't walk the dogs anymore is our kids, or of, ever. of their own free will or on their own at all. You know, they might occasionally join us for a walk if we're taking the dogs, but they don't walk the dogs. And I was thinking back, I was thinking, God, pets, dogs, animals. They're such an important part of growing up. They're such they, they you know they te- they have so many life lessons attached to them, um, and and I thought what well, this would be maybe this would be a really intriguing and interesting conversation because, you know, our experiences with our pets and our children's experiences with our pets and our attitudes as parents to children having pets. I mean, for example, just quickly, I can think of someone when I was growing up who was promised a dog all of their childhood and was never given a dog. And it bred great resentment in them towards their parents for the rest of their lives um, because it was a promise that wasn't delivered on and they saw every other child have a pet. So, you know, I think the idea of the, the, the granting of being given a pet, the allowance to have a pet is a big deal. Then you go through all the experiences of care, looking after them, responsibility. And then, of course, tragically towards the end, you've got the whole thing of death and, you know, they teach you lessons there too. And we'll, we'll talk about our own pets, listener. So I thought it might just be a light-hearted, light-hearted at times, underpinned with a bit of serious kind of topic. Hmm. What do you think? Well, mine will be a lot of the frustrations that a lot of mums have with bloody dogs yeah. and the bloody rabbits and the bloody goldfish and, and the nagging. In fact, it's very it's funny that we're doing this topic today because yesterday I had some friends over and a very good friend of mine. He's actually going to contribute to one of the podcasts in a few weeks. Um, and she is thinking of getting a dog, right? And so she said, you know, what do you think? I've been asking everyone's advice. What do you think? And I said, I think you shouldn't get one. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's got three jobs and three kids. Yes. Right? So anyway, we talked through it. And I said, what, why do you... OK, first of all, why do you actually want one? Yeah. And she said, well, I grew up with a dog. I said, do you love dogs? She said, yeah. 
She said, you know, I, I grew up with one. I said, OK, so I'm not feeling like this is you being mad about crazy about dogs. So what is it? And she said, I just think it's the last thing that completes a family. Yeah, well, That's it's the 2.4 kids, isn't it, yeah. with a dog? Yeah. Um, um, and so then I gave her the long list of all the things that we've regretted over the years. Now, don't get me wrong, listener, we love our dogs, but it has been the hugest challenge having two dogs. Yeah. And it's been a disaster in lots of ways because a lot of the things that you're talking about that, that like you can learn from having a pair, we failed miserably as parents. And I actually said this to my friend yesterday, so you've got two options, right? This can be a great learning experience for your kids where they learn about responsibility and yeah. taking care of another living thing and being responsible and all of yeah. this, um, which you will have to continuously nag them about yeah. unless you've got the, a really proactive child who totally takes it on. As far as I know, I don't know a single parent whose child has 100% done all the things that they said they would do if they got to I'll take it for a walk every day. I'll feed it every day. I'll da-da-da-da-da-da. We, we as parents, this was a lot of our fault. We, we didn't get into it. We never got into making them regularly do the things that we wanted them well, to, to be do. Fair, but so to I be... said to my friend, this would be my bit of advice. Just right from day one, Never expect that your kids are going to do it because what it does is it adds another layer of stress. It's another thing you have to nag your kids about. It's another thing that you have to feel resentful about. So you've got to decide what parent are you going to be. You're going to be the parent that sticks to it and really creates boundaries and makes sure that your child does it and take away pocket money, take away phones and do all these things to make sure they do it. Or are you just going to throw your hands up and go, I'm going to walk it and feed it every day? I hear a really resentful dog owner. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking of it totally from the perspective of a parent. I'm thinking about all my girlfriends and what they say about the reality of having a dog. And, and actually, Lisa, my friend Lisa, who Carlitos contributes to this every week, you know, she's forever going, oh, God, nobody, what? They're not walk the dogs. And you do, you get to the point where you just think, well, just don't ever ask them to Well, you, to you raise an important topic, which probably we should talk about right at the beginning, is why do we buy our children pets? Why is it, I mean, your friend obviously said it's, it's what completes a family and all that kind of stuff. But parking that to one side, why does it complete a family? And I think, why do we buy our kids pets? We buy them because it's the ultimate, it feels like it's the ultimate gift. I mean, you know, we all know that a pet isn't for Christmas and a pet isn't for birthday. But isn't it funny that most pets are bought on Christmases and on birthdays? Because yeah. they are for Christmas and for birthdays as long as you hold on to them and look after them. But why do we buy, uh, why, do we, why, do, why do kids want pets? They want that other human. They want a companion. Now, when I was a child... You know, when I, I remember when we got our first dog, I hadn't actually been nagging and nagging and nagging for a dog. Uh, my mum just happened to have a girlfriend who really wanted a dog. And actually, my mum's girlfriend wasn't that, was quite young. So she was probably going through her own doggy desire herself. I mean, not that young, but, you know, she was 17, 18. And, um, and I remember at the school gates, Lee and my mum turning up with daily and it was the most exciting moment of my life and there was this little kind of rescue dog from Battersea who was just tiny and I was just oh my god and it was a complete surprise there was no build-up there was nothing so but it wasn't bought for me I it was like oh wow Lee's got a dog and this is so cool and it became my companion I mean and I can honestly say that as a child if I hadn't had daily and then Missy, who was the second dog that joined us about a year or two later, 
my childhood would have been entirely different because they were my main company. I used mm. to play with them constantly. I used to just roll and rough and tumble and all that kind of stuff. So mm. as an only child, as an only child, it's hugely invaluable, yeah. invaluable thing. And I think, well, you know, when we bought them for our girls, why, well, why I need did we to do go it? Back to, I need to pause you on that. So I'd always wanted a dog, and my mum was very, very unkind about pets. Like, no, no, they're all a nightmare. And everyone had to go at us, didn't they? When we were thinking of getting a dog, your mum included, it had many dogs. All yeah. through our life. No, don't do it, don't do it, it's a nightmare. And I I think like my friend who's just who's just about to get one was like, oh, this would be the next stage. You know, we've got this lovely family and we'll get a dog. And I was kind of thinking about it. And then it was you that really sold it to me and to the kids because you would talk misty-eyed about your relationship with your dogs. And there'd always be a horror story at the end of it, I have to add, but you were talking misty-eyed. I believed, and you're going to be quite shocked by this, what? because I've never told you this, I believed that you were going to be utterly besotted by these dogs. Yeah. I thought that you were going to have an, the experience again with your dogs. Right. And that I was going to kind of be a very back seat. There'd be a kind of dogs around. Because I'd never been a dog owner, so I had no idea what it was like to be a dog owner, actually. You don't. It's like when you get pregnant and you have a baby and then you've got actually no idea what it's like to have sure. a baby until you've actually got one. And that is true. So basically, you're building to this is all my fault. No. <laughs> so, um, so I had a sort of... I think I had a very rose-tinted... Yeah idea of what it was going to be like to have the dog rather like one does and i think you did as well because i think you were nostalgic for the best bits about having a dog and um then when we got our dog and i remember when we got toffee i felt just like a baby had been handed to me i i just loved her so much instantly she was brought in i remember just gasping for breath i just couldn't believe it and i was given this dog and I'd grown up with babies, lots of babies, and people often say, oh, God, I had my baby and I had it in my arms and I realised I'd never held a baby before and I didn't know what to do. Well, that was me with Toffee. I was suddenly, I was hit by this terror. I thought, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with this dog. I love her, but I don't know what to do with her. Now, <laughs> Toffee is a very, very strange dog with a very, very strange personality. <laughs> and, again... You get the dog to, you deserve. Yeah, talking to my friend yesterday, she said, what would you do differently? Which I thought was a good question, actually, because that's what I wish I'd asked people. And I wish I'd done a lot differently because I think it would have enhanced this experience of us as parents and as children, that whole experience. We started off with a trainer, but she was so bloody mad we gave up with a trainer and we gave up with the training. I mean, I tried for a long time by following the trainer's rules, you know, barking at the dog, all of this. Give us an, exa- give us an example. <laughs> it never works, listener. It's this is what our trainer told never, us. That you have to make the same works. sound as the mother dog did when the when the puppy was suckling and the babe and the mother pup, mother dog will go. <laughs> so I do this to this day. I followed what that trained and actually quite a bit of the stuff has worked with the dogs but if I had my time again and I think this would make the experience better for the kids as well is I would have been so strict with the training 
and I would have taken Toffee to puppy school because she wouldn't have been as mad because Chichi's not. Yeah. But we didn't know these things. We were yeah. real novices. Yeah. And you were only a child. I mean, when you were talking about your memories of the dog, yeah. you were still a child. You probably had in your head that you always took them for and you always fed them, but I'm mm. sure you probably didn't. No, 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 no. I Because uh, I was thinking about this for this and I remember subsequently my mum met someone else, another partner, and we lived in, in Greenford, of all places. And... Um, I walked our dogs every single day after school. Oh, right. Every yeah. single day through secondary education. Well, this is what you'd always told yeah, me. Yeah, and I didn't want but... to. I didn't want to. But the dewy-eyed nostalgia was I remembered all that time. But, but I genuinely was spending time with my dogs. So I would, I would spend a bit of playtime with my mates. As we've talked about before, I didn't have lots of friends that would come over to the house because I was a bit sh uh, ashamed of the situation at home. And so for me, I would get back to the house. And my mum's partner always worked shift. So she was always really sort of uh, antisocially fast asleep on the sofa, so you had no free space in the house as soon as you got home after school. You couldn't go in and watch tele. I wanted to watch Press Gang. I wanted to watch, you know, something on TV. And she would be on the sofa, so I'd immediately get all the dogs and I'd take them for a two-hour walk up to Horsenden Hill. To avoid the girlfriend. To avoid, to avoid the girlfriend, but that would happen every day. And we'd do long walks at the weekend in Black Park and I'd run onto the sets, film sets at Pinewood, which is where my love of film came. So I have so... There are, if you yeah. think about it, there are so yeah. many associative yeah. things. Yeah, and, we, and we, we knew those nostalgic mm. stories and I think I got caught up in yeah, the yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting caught up in it again and look, Toffee's looking exactly. at me. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 Toffee's and, just come and, over. And don't get us wrong, listener, we really do love our yeah, dogs, do. but I'm going to be honest, they drive us bloody mad as yeah. well. It is like having two other kids. Cockapoos are extremely hyperactive. Yes. It's They're just like you. They're just like they you. They are demanding morning, <laughs> noon and night for attention and cuddles and food. And I, d I took it on and I was naive and I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. But, you know, we stepped up to the plate. We've, you know, we've, we've looked after them well, but it hasn't been easy. So mm. if there is anybody that's listening to this because they're thinking about a dog... Just really don't get wrapped up in nostalgia. It's as much of a shock as getting a baby. Well, and I also think, you know, I think a lot of families listen, listening to this will probably be in, still in that purple cloud, maybe, or maybe coming out of it, because a lot of people have bought dogs in lockdown. It's been, a, you know, mm. the sales of puppies mm. have gone through the roof. And I think now the reality kicks in and the reality crunches, because, you, you know, it is like having, it's like having a four-legged child. But can I just go back? Did you ever have a pet? I had rabbits. rabbits. I had rabbits, I had a hamster, anything when my mum didn't have to see it because my mum right. was is not an animal lover right. at all. Yeah. Um, she has a... She likes to eat animals. No, she has she? a funny thing about <laughs> fur. She can't touch fur and fur makes her oh, feel really... Really? ...uncomfortable, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. So, I, yeah, I yeah, had Yeah, I had rabbits. rabbits. I had rabbits and we had fish. My mum's girlfriends had snakes had lovebirds. I mean, Maddie had a cat. We had a budgie. Whoa. Had a cat. Mark's as as uh, had a cat. She loved cats so well, much. Well, that's what I wanted and to do, talk about. Off. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to talk about that because trauma around pets is a big thing. And whilst my childhood was incredibly idyllic with these companions, these dogs, I had the tragedy of Missy, our Doberman miniature Doberman Pinscher, being killed by one of her other dogs. So in the end, we had so we had that's four such dogs. A terrific story. <clears throat> we had four dogs. Got to tell that. Story. <clears throat> we had four dogs, and I was on holiday down. Well, I wasn't on holiday. I was down at my nans my mum was on holiday <clears throat> abroad and she left all our dogs at the house being looked after by a neighbor graham god i remember everyone and uh my mum got a phone call from graham when he was looking after the dogs that we had two alsatian crosses we had daily the one i've just talked about it was a sort of labrador 
rescue dog. And we had Missy, who was a miniature Doberman Pinscher. Imagine a Doberman, but tiny, with a really sweet face. Um, and she had the temper of my mother. She was a furious little dog, and she'd just get into scraps all the time. Didn't realise she was small. And I got a phone call from my mum down at my nan saying, oh, my God, Mark, um, Graham's found Missy dead on my mum's bed. One of the Alsatians had attacked her. Obviously, they'd gone for something. It's so unusual, punctured, it? punctured her neck, and she'd bled all over the room. I mean, it hit oh an artery. Oh, my God. And so when we went traumatic. back to... Traumatic. Really traumatic. I cried for a week. Oh. I was... God, I got caught there just thinking about it. I was oh. on my nan's bed, you know, the bed that she was oh. in for the, the end of her life. And I just remember sobbing and just looking at the wall for a week. Like, I was inconsolable. I remember when my, my, my first rabbit, Stripey, who was really imaginative, because <laughs> you know, it had a stripe on its back. Did it have a stripe or a spot? It had a stripe. <laughs> but it was white with caramel ears and a caramel stripe. And it was so oh. striking, the stripe. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. And actually, I had kept it in the garage... Oh, in a no. hutch in the garage, right? I thought that was the right yeah. place for it. Again, you know, you have to know what you're doing with pets. And they think it died because... Not exhaust. ...of the fumes. Oh, God. Well, your dad revving the car. Well, I don't think he ever revved it. <laughs> I think that, that it was Maybe you just... can rev a car if you can't drive well. But anyway, so there was all this discussion over my head. Oh, goodness, I wonder if we made a mistake letting her keep it oh, in the garage. No. All of this. And so I had this terrible guilt that I had killed the rabbit. <sighs> and it just drove me to insanity because I was thinking... Because I'd heard these conversations over my head about the fumes. I was thinking, oh, my God. I used to go in there and I didn't like the smell. And then I was like, oh, my God, I've gassed my rabbit. I've do you think on a level you were trying to kill it? No. God, don't be stupid. Do you, do you still carry the guilt today? I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable I can with see how it. I feel You're about it. Your fists. I'm uncomfortable with it. Well, I'm very uncomfortable with it. And I was truly devastated. And at school at the time, we were doing all shit down as well, which didn't help. Oh, no, that's And I kept tragic. crying. I loved that book. Yeah. And I kept crying. <laughs> Oh. As I was reading Watership Town and I remember walking along with my mum down to the local shops and saying to my mum, I just can't believe I'm going through all of this uh. and reading Watership Town. <laughs> that's really sweet. That's really funny. Well, yeah, well, that sort of trauma, I mean, well, I mean, God, uh, how much doesn't your mum like cats? Because she was responsible for looking after our pets when Fudge went missing. Yeah. And, uh, well, there was, to be fair, though, there was a lot of building, there was a lot going, of building on, going on. And the cats don't like that. No. So Fudge now lives around the corner, which well, is very painful for us. It's incredible. Well, yeah, but just, let's just go back to the trauma. Do you remember the trauma? I don't think you remember. Oh, God, I do. I'm I was, up and down I was every walking road, down every road putting, putting posters. No, no, I'm sorry. I was Mark, putting posters. I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ask Maddie. Maddie and I did the posters. We you went, like to we make went this around the street calling out her name, knocking Mark, on doors. I organised the reward. Nothing ever came. And secretly, I think it was probably the best thing because you did have terrible asthma and I used to think you were, the cat was going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, it was interfering with my... I mean, the <laughs> listener, I wasn't involved in this cat's disappearance, but I will never the forget... The cat has found a much I better home. I will never we, forget how upset Maddie was. Oh, it was awful. It was... Because she felt rejected. Yeah. And actually, he's so happy because he's used to... We see him around the corner. Yeah, isn't he's got isn't a lovely he like new Kiki's owner. friend's neighbour or something? Yeah. 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 
So yeah, so I mean, so they do teach you lessons about loss and and what have you. And I'm fascinated to know that when whether when we listen to Maddie, which we're going to now, whether she shares in a particular story that I find very funny regarding her guinea pigs. If she doesn't, I'll tell you it afterwards. Go. Okay. Here's Maddie. So um, teens with pets, everything, and kids with pets. I feel like it is very important for a child to have um, some form. <laughs> of an animal, like a pet, in their life. Um, because I feel like a, a lot of kids that never have a pet when growing up or anything, um, when they don't have it, it's something that they always really want. And if the parents kind of don't allow that, then, I don't know, I feel like the child ends up feeling, I don't know, that they're missing out on something, kind of, I guess. And it's also, I feel like for children, having a pet is such like a magical thing. Like, <clears throat> I've, I, I mean, I've been very lucky in like my whole life growing up. Like I've always had a lot of pets and a lot of just what I've, you know, asked for. Um, and I do think that there is a lot of <clears throat> um selfishness that ends up kicking in once you've got a pet. I feel like a pet is something that when you're young you really want and you're always begging for and you promise that you'll do everything if you get it. And when you've got it, it's not that you don't love it and it's not exciting and everything, but it's more like you didn't really um, think about how much you were going to have to like look after it. It's almost glamorised in a sense, if that makes sense. But also I don't really understand why some parents get so angry with their kids um you know when they end up getting them a pet and the kid doesn't end up looking after it because I know why that would be annoying and everything but at the end of the day like they're still children and they're not I mean this is if they're very young um <clears throat> and I mean it's a lot of responsibility to have a pet I mean even some adults would say that it's a lot of work you know so to expect a child to be able to look after it all the time it's just realistically not going to happen obviously with teens it's it's more important that they probably do that kind of stuff although me and Kiki aren't good at it at all um but I do think a sense of selfishness ends up kicking in with some people when they have pets and because it's quite glamorized and you just see it as a magical thing and you don't really think about yeah all of the sacrifices I guess that you need to make um I don't know and I feel like I feel pets are really important I feel like pets aren't thought of seriously by some people you know pets are kind of just seen as oh they want something to stroke and to look after but you know I think that pets are actually really important like mostly dogs and cats um with people's like mental health you know if someone's really lonely then having having a pet is really comforting and then if your child struggles you know mentally or physically I feel like pets are a very calming thing to have some people and are a very they just help you relax you know our dogs even though they can be insane they're very relaxing when and when any of us are upset in the house you know they instantly know and they're very yeah just comforting and I think it's it's fair that everybody kind of gets that experience, um, even if it ends up being not what they wanted and they don't end up um, taking as much responsibility for it as they should. I feel like it's just an important experience to have had in your life. Um, 
But I feel like, yeah, I also feel like what's underestimated, underestimated, underrated, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the thing that's not really talked about enough is how difficult it is when you lose an animal um, and how, like, traumatic that can be for the child, depending on how young and innocent they are, you know. Um, so, you know, growing up, I've had, like, I've had a rabbit, I've had fishes, I've had... I had four hamsters. At one point, I had eight guinea pigs, which is crazy, and then I had a cat. Um, almost all of them are pretty tragic stories. Um, but, you know, obviously, at some point, all of them had died, and I think, obviously, like, the first few times, I was so, like... I remember just being so traumatised when my hamsters died. Because when I had fishes, I mean, for, no offence or anything, but fishes, just they're just you know, don't care about them as much, you know. So when my fish died, I was just a bit like, oh, you know, what a shame. Um, but I think the first, like, proper pet of mine that died were two of my hamsters that were sisters, and I just remember being so traumatised when I found out and I got picked up from school and Dad kind of told me and then we buried them. And I just found it so, like, upsetting. And I think it... And it was, like, my first ever kind of, like... It was the closest I'd ever been to any form of death because I hadn't really had any people that I knew that had died at that point. And I just remember being so... And I was so little when they died as well. I just literally remember being like, how can something go from living and just end up completely disappearing? And it just felt so weird. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's quite a good... Again, it's quite a good experience for a child to have. I don't know, like I... Although the grief could be traumatic for some kids, and I, I definitely found my hamster's death traumatic, it's just part of the whole experience, and experience and experiencing loss sometimes is quite a good thing, you know. Um, and I have a lot of funny stories. I mean, my rabbit. Uh, I think me and my mum, me and my mum got it from some really dodgy pet shop, um, and the rabbits didn't look happy at all. And there was one that I particularly, like, had my eye on. And we got him. He was a grey rabbit who's so cute. Um, called it Twitchy because it had, like, random, like, proper twitches. Um, like, it was like a Tourette's bunny. It called it Twitchy. But it would bark like a dog. Don't ask me how or why, but it would bark like a dog. And I remember uh, Izzy and Fleur, my sisters, and then my cousins would go... Would they would call him Rex <laughs> because he just sounded like an aggressive dog all the time. And we all used to, I don't know how this game was thought, but we would like put our big toe through its cage. And then when it would come to nibble our toes, we'd like quickly pull our toes out and it became like a game. It was all very weird, but um, apparently it got killed by Fox, but my parents told me that it had run away. Um, and that was all very weird and sad, but it was a very, very strange bunny. Um, and my cat Fudge ran away and now lives with somebody that's down the road from us. Because <laughs> uh, once we got Toffee and Chi-Chi, like, it wasn't the right environment for the cat to come back anyway. Yeah, so I, I feel like I've had a lot of love and hate relationships with my with my pets. And, you know, um, but the one that I've obviously had the strongest connection with are the dogs, because I feel like dogs are just so... There's so much personality to personality to them and they're just so loyal. And even with my cat, like, I'm just not much of a cat person. And I loved it and I really wanted to love it, but I just knew it didn't really like me back. So I just, it did, 
didn't feel great. Um, so I feel like Toffee and Chi Chi are the, you know, the biggest connections I've had with any of my pets. And although Toffee annoys me so much because she's so possessive and just crazy and can just her emotions can just switch so quickly even though she's annoying and all of those things um I love her so much and it would be so like I'm so scared of the day um either of them die because there's such like a big personality in the house like sometimes if I'm in the house and like the dogs aren't there because everyone's gone from walk and I've stayed in the house. Like, it just feels so weird, the energy in the house. And it just shows you how if somebody's really lonely and they live on their own, um, like, how big an impact that a pet can have, especially a dog, I would say, or a cat, um, how big an impact it can have. It's literally like having people around, you know, because their energies are so big. And I also find it really mindful and, like, positive sometimes to really look at Chi-Chi. Not so much Toffee, but Chi-Chi and just how happy she is with just everything. And she's honestly a sweetheart. I love her so much. Um, and I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel like a lot of kids are, you know, <laughs> end up resenting their parents if they don't get them a pet because it kind of seems like something everybody needs to experience. And I remember being at school... Um, like before I ever had pets and everybody being like, I have a den and I have a da 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 and it would always be like bragged about in school. So for a child that's hearing all of these kids brag about their pets and then their parents not letting them have one, like you can see why that would be like, but why don't I get that experience? So I think it is a really important thing to do. And when I have kids, I definitely would let them have pets, you know. Even though it's hard work, like it's... I'd say that it's worth it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't worked as hard as my parents have with the dogs, and I, I understand that, but I would still say that it's worth it because they're such a lovely energy to just have in the family. Um, and, yeah, I don't even know why kids kind of... I don't know. I feel like people just give up on feeding and walking it and leaving it more to the parents because... I don't know. I really don't know why it happens because it's not like you don't care about the animal. It's very strange. I don't have an answer for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, a lot of my conversations with, like, first conversations with people, if I meet them at a party or something, are like the stories of my pets and, like, how they've died or how something happened because they're all just so dark <laughs> and funny. Um, but yeah, I feel it's just a it's just an important thing to have had in your life and especially growing up. Um and I find it so cute when I see videos of like people's like newborn babies and the their pet dog um being like incredibly close and then the kid kind of growing up with the dog. Like I just love that whole idea. I think it's so adorable. Um so yeah, I'm I'm definitely pro-pets. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm I'm so happy that, like... And I'm so, I'm so happy and privileged to have had as many pets of, as I've had. And, you know, um, I'm so happy that I have parents that were fine with that kind of stuff because there are so many parents that aren't, you know. And I know so many people that have never had, like, proper pets. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. <laughs> and I love my dogs very, very much, even though they annoy me. Well, oh, sweetie. Blimey.
Yeah, well, no, but what I love I've got, about... a, I've got to send this to my friend I was talking to yesterday and say, take, I've taken everything back. It's well, obviously been a huge But what I love about Maddie. listening to, to that is yeah. that we've always talked about how Maddie has always loved animals. I mean, we do this thing on our YouTube Sunday show that we make every week. Uh, and she, she goes through all the funniest memes and clips that are on TikTok and Instagram and social media. And I love what I love about it is we have a bit of a laugh together and some of them are really rude, but there's always this pulse throughout them of pets yeah. and the personality of she pets. She's always been... So I just heard no, that... I heard the 10-year-old yeah. her there. That was very life-affirming, parent-affirming, actually. It was. I, I, was I, I didn't know how deeply she felt. Oh and that she felt it's been a real privilege. So yeah. I've just got a moment of going... Oh, right, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. And I think, you know, she talked really importantly there about the thing that I mentioned with my dogs, about companionship for lonely kids, bullied kids, kids struggling with their mental health. Also anxiety. I mean, the dogs will come over. They know. I mean, one of our girls was having a really tough day a couple of days ago. And the dog just came. The dogs just came from nowhere. Yeah. And just sat right next to her, yeah. and that—that that I think we do take for granted. Absolutely. Imagine the next time when, when they've gone, when we lost our dogs, I dread and that we thought. have that time, and yeah. you don't have that quiet, like little shuffle over to you, and they sit with you. Oh, I because mean, they I've... are fren- frenetic dogs. Yeah. They are frantic dogs. Do you not think we'll get replacement dogs? I, well, that was one of the questions my friend asked me yesterday. She goes, OK, you've talked about yeah. dogs. Would you get another that, dog? Because that energy. I said, yeah, we probably would. Because it's nice for you when I'm not here to feel the comfort of knowing you've got dogs. Well, not really. It's very, very annoying. Yeah, because no, to every single thing they bark <laughs> when you're not here because they're protecting me. I just want to very quickly share one of the stories. I, I loved what she said about her guinea pigs. She did have so many that it became like a sort of... Uh, we went a bit guinea pig mad. Uh, well, it became like a conveyor belt of death, didn't it? You know, the, they you would, think as they were... exquisite moments when we did oh. get them, when we went to that lovely yeah. farm yeah, and we got the baby it. and she brought it back in the box. You know, and she said over and over again, magical, 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 magical. Yeah. magical. But I'll tell you what wasn't magical was was many, when one of the guinea pigs, uh, what, what, the problem that we had was the guinea pigs would die, not all at the same time, obviously across time, and there would be, they, some of them, you know, one of them, one, in one instance, one died at a time of year when it would have been utterly inopportune to bury it. And she was desperate to bury it. She hated the thought that it would just get thrown out in the rubbish and all this kind of thing. So as we wanted we to, we exactly as if we would. But you'll understand what I'm saying, listener. I don't want to make people feel squeamish. I knew that it would be dug up and it would, the foxes and all we'll this kind it. of stuff. So I took evasive action. I took a precautionary move. Um, which kind of backfired about four weeks later when Maddie came running into the kitchen and went to get an ice lolly for her friend. And as she opened the fridge in a plastic bag with the the stiff legs of a guinea pig looking at her. But but I've got got a next part to this story. I had to say, Dora, it has gone to heaven. So we were wanting the proper box. We were wanting the proper thing. Anyway... um, Weeks later, after this, this this guinea pig had been in the freezer, Lorraine Kelly actually came round for lunch. Oh, my God. And she bought this beautiful box with champagne in it. <clears throat> anyway, I took the box, I opened the box, I was like, oh, my God. It was a coffee. Oh, this is perfect. Because it was all satin, you know, where some oh, bottles wow. are. And she thought it meant champagne. I took the champagne and went, we can bury our guinea pig Oh, my God. This. And I remember her looking at me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> No, I'm not surprised. 
the glory that we'd had a coffin delivered yeah, by Lorraine yeah. Colley. Oh, God, well, she did laugh in the end when I fully explained it to her, but it was very odd. Literally. That strange but growling sound. She's dreaming. Stop dreaming. Toffee is dreaming. They're very sweet this very morning. Very sweet this morning. It's as if to prove us wrong. OK, well, let's have a listen to Carlitos's comments and then we'll, we'll read some of, some of your social media uh, comments too. I love pets. I think it's a nice thing to have, a pet or pets. You know, they can give you comfort. Um, and just be like good companions, you know, that saying like man's best friend is a dog, you know, um, and we find ourselves talking to our pets. Um, what I mean, uh, at least I do. I talk to my cats all the time and I talk to bear like all the time. I, I sound like it's like I'm talking to another human. I sound like a crazy person, but you know, I, I talk to them all the time and, um, you know, no matter what mood we're in, I know it sounds a bit stupid, but we can, like, find support and find a friend in them almost from an animal, like a dog or a cat or something, which can kind of help anxiety as well. Um, I remember when we got cats, and it was just such an exciting moment for us because it was our first ever pet besides a few fish, um, our first pet that could walk around and, you know that we didn't have to stare through a glass, you know, and that was just such an exciting for moment moment for me. And I also really wanted a dog, and I begged and I begged for years and years and years, and, I, like, so many years for a dog. Everyone I knew had dogs. I'd always loved the idea of walking dogs. I was that desperate that I actually put collars and bought leads for the cats and wanted to walk them like dogs. I mean, I was so desperate for a dog. And mum and dad would always say no. I never understood why, but now I kind of get it. Um, and I'll get onto that. But it was always a stern no. Never like, you know, I'll think about it. It was always, no, you're not getting one. That's it. End of story. Um, and then in 2019, I found out for Christmas that I was getting a dog. And I, I honestly, I could have died. It was just so super exciting. And yeah, that, that kind of really made my year. Um, you know, and that moment was just finding out I was getting a dog on Christmas. You know, I was I found out on Christmas Day that I was getting a dog, so that would that kind of really made my year, and it just kind of really, you know, that moment will stay for me with me forever. And and actually, Mark made the video, the reveal video that we were shown that we were getting a dog. Um, Mark made that um, obviously because it was a surprise, and I couldn't know, so I couldn't make the video. Um, and mum's hopeless with computers, so she got marked it. Um, and it was really good, and that, that's just stayed with me forever and ever. Um, it's about to get a bit sad now, and I apologise in advance, but the whole reason we didn't want to get a dog for... Uh, well, my parents want, didn't want to get a dog for so long, and they were so reluctant, was because when my dad was little, they had many dogs in their family, and he just remembers the pain that he felt whenever one would pass away. Um, you know, he was so fond and so attached to each and every one of the dogs, as, as you would be, you know, with every pet. Um, and there was one dog he had. It resembled a pointer breed. Um, and he was only a puppy. He was about eight months old, and his name was Sammy. Um, and my dad took him to the park and let him off the lead for a nice run around. And he began to run towards the road, and you can kind of see what's coming. It's horrific. My dad couldn't catch him, and he was about 
My dad was about two or three feet behind the dog when a cab came swerving around the corner and obviously hit the poor thing, you know. I won't go into detail because it was so, so horrific and traumatic. And my dad was young as well, way before he met my mum, so this would have stayed with him and traumatised him. Um, anyway, they tried saving him by taking him to the vets, but it was closed when they got there. You know, it was a nightmare, so it was, it was just too late. Um, so that stayed with him. And, and then the icing on the cake kind of thing was more recently when my mum and my dad were together and they got a dog named Jazz. And they had to put Jazz down as the poor thing had cancer. But afterwards, they both just cried and cried and cried in the car. So you can tell that they didn't really want anything like that to happen to us as it is horrible. And the reason that I tell, I said these stories was to kind of make the point that some parents don't want their kids to have pets because of how devastated they'd be when they pass away. Um, on a lighter note, pets are known to help build family bonds, you know, getting a pet and sharing just one or two, however many responsibilities as a family can help everyone get along more. Um, I, you know, everyone's taking the dog for a walk or take turns feeding or get down on the floor and play with the animal. You know, you could, it can even like spark bonds with the family just by watching the cat chase their tail or the cat doing something funny. Like my cat sits on my dad's shoulders all the time and that just creates a whole bond between us. We find, we find it hilarious, you know. It can, like things like that can literally just start a conversation with anyone and it also really helps to slow down the hecticness of life and just be in the now. Yeah, I mean, he's talking... Thanks, Carlitos. That was lovely. Um, he's talking about the mindfulness that you're always after mm. and being able to find that mindfulness even in the franticness of, of, and it's of pets. A, and, I mean, I know, obviously, Lisa is a very good friend of mine, his mum, and, and she, she, she almost got that dog in secret from Carl, her husband, because he just couldn't bear the thought of the loss. And of course now he loves that dog so much, like it's scary, we're scared for him how much he loves that dog. And I think Carlitos makes an interesting point there, maybe some people pull away from getting a pet because they're scared of their child having to feel the grief. Well, <clears throat> I actually think we can't, we can't drive our kids around certain feelings, can we? Because everything's gonna come up. Eventually they're gonna lose True. somebody, they're gonna yeah. grieve and... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I believe that by, you know, having a pet and losing a pet, you learn about grief and it, it sets you up any, in an, any better position for when you might lose somebody when you're yeah. older because grief is grief and yeah. everyone you lose or every living thing you lose has its own pain. But I don't think you shouldn't get a pet in fear of how it might, how awful it no, might be I, when you I lose agree. them. Because, yeah, I mean, anything that feels that good can feel that bad. Absolutely. And we got very close to that when we were worried recently. I remember taking Toffee oh, for something God, to do with her, so her leg. Scary. Both the dogs came down with something. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to break this news to the it's girls? bang in the middle of the pandemic oh, as well. And I awful. started to think, oh, my God, they've got COVID. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, how much worse can this year get? Yeah. Oh, I was so scared. But it is it, it is there on the conveyor belt coming towards us. It's, it's you know, my only yeah. hope is that the girls will have, in a way, I hope they will have left home. I don't think it will make any difference. No, I, I really don't. Either. I think maybe even when you've left home, it's part yeah. of home, isn't it? Well, you know, what, 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 what was really weird for me was obviously with the exception of Missy, who was killed, the three other dogs, Daly, Rhea and Asher, 
they went with, my mum let her girlfriend, who she split up with, take the dogs with her. So I never saw or experienced them die. The end. And yeah. yet I was so upset when I knew that I was never going to see them again. Oh, At the age horrible. of 18, it was horrible. She'd get one for you. I know. That's I know. Well, she, you know. She wanted to travel around the world. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Okay, so we asked some questions of you guys, and here are some of your responses. Uh, we said any heartwarming stories, which obviously has been a little bit confused by some people because you've told us heartwarming stories unrelated to dogs <laughs> but, um, or pets. But there's a couple here. Pets give you unconditional love, says CY, absolutely. Um, uh, my daughter Esme had a hamster called Snowy after a traumatic time in her life. It's her go-to to share, says Claire. Um, memories of our family golden retriever who would love to chase me and my sister over hills says doggo this is interesting Amanda uh, T. Roach we have a therapy dog for my agoraphobic son the greatest gift on earth gets him out daily love it wow Um, God I thought about that Ellie Groves, my dog used to drag me around the garden by my trousers and lick me all over until I was crying (laughs) with laughter. His name was Chaucer. He showed me love in a time hole that was full of chaos. Oh, Um, God, sweetie. uh, Oh, meds five. My daughter has a rabbit who looks upstairs for her and lets her hold him like a baby. That's so cute. We then said any funny stories or sad stories. Uh, And again, I I don't think we made it clear that it was about pets. Oh. Um, Anonymous, my nan wasn't allowed pets and now she... She has nearly 20 dogs and doesn't want to see her family <laughs> because she's too busy with the pets. Um, Sean or Jean says, oh, I had a cat called Thomas O'Malley. Didn't last long. Mum had to get rid of it after one, me putting it in the paddling pool for a swim and two, using jam to spike his hair up. <laughs> Three, the last straw was me putting it in the bin as I thought he was hungry. <laughs> Since had pets as an adult and now not sure whether to get a pet when I have kids. That's very, very sweet. Isn't it? Very sweet. Um, what else have we got here? Nessie, our little kitty, went missing this morning. Oh, no, totally out of character. Oh, that's so um, scary. We've had it happen to us. It is scary. Yeah. Grey, 2636. My childhood dog was the first soul I came out to as transgender in my teens. Oh, oh God. Talking to oh, him, my God. Talking to him saved my life. Oh, how meaningful. Wow. You're kidding me. That's amazing. What was it, a dog? Sorry, right? Yeah, yeah, a dog, my childhood dog. Oh, sweetie. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Emma Carter, hi, Emma. I had a dog as a kid. She was ill, so it had to be put down. I came home and my sister shouted, your dog's dead. (gasps) Emma. Oh, my God. Oh, Siblings, huh? Oh, Suzanne, we had a budgie called George. It was like, to be honest with you guys, but George the budgie was my father figure. We're, de- we're, we're growing up. Dina had one budgie, a budgie called Bluey, oh. and she put it out to get the to get to get a suntan. What? Yeah. And it flew off. No, it was in its cage, but it wasn't happy. Right. You can't put. Well, Suzanne, Suzanne said I had a budgie at thirteen, and it used to eat off my plate, follow me to the bathroom, but then it fell and broke its neck. Oh my god. Dear. Can birds fall? I didn't know. No, I didn't Don't know. Don't they just that. fly when they fall? Oh, my God, these stories uh, are amazing. 
A raspberry mojito girl used to have a Yorkshire Terrier. She was in love. She was in love. West Highland Terrier never walked her as a teen. Uh, Cheryl says, our dog saved my daughter's life when she tried to commit suicide. Oh, my He barked God. and barked. She put the knife down. Oh, my God. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, thank you for sharing these, guys. God. Good God. Anonymous, my cat Marmite was a lifeline during my lowest moments with narcolepsy. If it wasn't oh. for her, I wouldn't have anything to try and get up for in the morning. Oh, sweetie. Oh, how sweet. Russell... Isla says my dog Woody locked me in a cupboard once, <laughs> jumped up when I was in when I was in it. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Um, and a couple more. Tra la la. Um, always a battle to get the kids to walk our dog. Until recently, eldest went to the park and got lots of female attention about the cute dog. Oh, now he's offering and often volunteering to take the dog for a walk, but still on his time schedule, not when I want the dog walked. <laughs> we Aussie has brought so much joy to the family, I don't mind the walks. Mm. Uh, oh, this one, Emma the Baker, sorry, I shouldn't laugh, this is awful. <laughs> so sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. So sorry, Gemma. My friend had two guinea pigs and one died, but there was only its bones left because the other one had eaten it. No. Oh, my God. Do guinea pigs eat guinea pigs? kill a guinea. Oh, God. Anne, new puppy slept around my head once. She gave me fleas, which I then gave to my new boyfriend. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Mark once was working with a presenter who had travelled the world and he'd eaten guinea pig. Yes. And he came over to dinner and, Mark, and Maddie knew. Maddie was about nine. Maddie knew that this guy had eaten guinea pigs. Oh, my God, it was such a funny night, wasn't it? Because the way she was looking at him yeah. through the whole meal... Because he'd been in Papua New Guinea, hadn't he? Was it Papua New Guinea? Yeah. Why am I just saying that? The no, no, Guinea's Papua New Guinea. No, no, Chile. It was in Chile, Chile, South America. Where they eat guinea pigs. Yeah. And, um, oh, my God, I thought she was going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, any heartwarming stories? Uh, my goldfish died numerous occasions, says Ragdoll Cats, and my parents replaced it. I was 30 when they told me. I love oh, it wasn't the same, that it wasn't the same oh, fish. That's really, really. Oh, funny. that's so sweet. Oh, I love these. And these are frustrations with teens. Uh, Anne Southcott says, getting my boys to walk the two dogs and clean up after them is like pulling teeth. Mm, I think you just have to give up. JB, Otherwise, it's just yeah. it's more stressful asking them. Uh, JB198422, got a filthy bedroom. Marie Pitts, my son desperately wanted a dog, but he never walks him. Yeah. Uh, Emma Carter again, yeah, was begged for dogs, then was left to look after them, but now is my best companion. Oh. Um, yeah, when your dog is licking their bits, it's really annoying. So annoying, sad. Yeah. Uh, Betty Bongo trips. I've now decided it's my dog, not hers, and that stopped me nagging her to play with exactly. her 14-week-old puppy. That's, a, that, that's, that's what you do, isn't it? You shift. Yes. Sonia Jones says, my mum's advice, if you buy a pet, be prepared to look after it yourself if exactly. your kids won't. Exactly. That really is my advice because then if they do, it's a nice surprise. If not, you will become a nagger. You will be seen as the nagger, which I hate that word. Um, and actually, I think if you enjoy looking after the dog, they might keep sort of look at it and think, yeah. oh, actually, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm being a bit left out of the dog here. Um, yeah, and Ange says, kids have now gone and I'm left with a cat and a dog. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you go, guys. That was, that was so lovely. Really Thank good. you, yeah. as ever, for your contribution. It really Thank enriches you. the whole chat. So, oh, they're waking up. Oh, they're waking up. That's Toffee clearing her throat. Breakfast, they need breakfast. So who's walking the dogs today? Um, Should we make Maddie do it? <laughs> 
Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>